successful 30-year titan in business with having multiple businesses that generate multiplied millions of dollars. And if that plan happens to be to build a million-dollar company, which I can help you do. But he's humble. He's a man of God. He's a family man. The world's news organizations are built on everything but positivity. He is an influential entrepreneur and business speaker for over 30 years. I've got to forecast. I've got to pronounce. I've got to project. I've got to share with you my ideas, my vision, my goals for not only myself, but for you. That's why he's came up with his incredible concept of taking and creating a platform for people that are wired differently. And you got to understand that your habits of your person and your habits of your business and your habits of your spirituality have to lead to the North Star of who you are. We need to figure out who we want to be in life. We have to figure out who we're going to be in life. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's been a long, I would say, five, six, nine, ten days since I've been able to visit with you. And I got to tell you, it's a relief to actually be on live with you this morning. I got an exciting, exciting show I want to talk to you about. And they lived happily ever after. <laughs> I've, I've been thinking about this all week. I took some time off and all of you have been graciously uh, following me. And uh, Chris has been a good job keeping up with the social media and all the things that we've got going on. But I got to tell you, man, I missed you. I missed this idea of being live. I missed this idea of like... Being a part of your life. I missed this idea. Look at all the followers. Thank you so much. You didn't forget me after nine days. I missed this idea of coming up with uh, this masterpiece that God has created for all of us, in us, through all of us, kind of on the fly. And what had kind of happened to me a week and a half ago or so, I was... Uh, messing around with my masterpiece. I was messing around with my head. I was messing around with maybe going too long, too strong, too hard, uh, not taking time uh, with my family, not taking time with myself, and and it caught up to me. I had a great, great uh, teaching moment with Dave Kaufman and our Tiki Hut retreat and a corporate private retreat. It was just amazing but I just want to tell you a little bit about what happened. And I want to get you into they lived happily ever after because I got a great story. I just want to let you know that I could I got uh, some type of virus and then I lost my voice and then kind of things moved on from there. And then I, I got some type of uh, uh, depression, a little, little not depression from a big piece of depression. But I started thinking, what if I can't get better? What if things aren't going to work? And then, uh, you know, some things set in and. Uh, we needed to heal. And so I wanted to share with you guys that before I get into today's show, that we all go through things. We all go through times and we go through epic moments in our life. And I started thinking about what could I talk about on this first show back? And it hit me probably four or five days ago and they lived happily ever after. <laughs> so once again, thank you for following me. Thank you for the growing. We're up to almost 25,000 followers and this morning's show is as big as it's ever been already for an early piece. And, and I want to talk to you about, and they lived happily ever after. 
You see, see what we talk about living happily ever after, we think about Disney, we think about movies, we think about romantic movies, we think about life and how beautiful it should be and how what God can do for us. And I just want to remind you that the shows that I do for you, the, the things I talk to you about are always going to follow, right? The mindset, the mission, the movement, and the ministry of what we're doing wired differently, right? But I want you to understand that my goal every morning is to build you personally and is to build you spiritually and to build you profitably. So when I pick these topics, it's no joke, man. It's no joke because it's literally a message that's got to transcend you personally for self-help. It's literally a message that's got to transcend you spiritually for your godly help. And then last but not least, I think God wants us to be profitable in our entrepreneurial mindset. I think God has put us in this world to be profitable, not always in money, but he's put us here to be profitable with people, with him and with relationships. And so by far, the, the biggest impact I can have on you in your life is to think about these three things that we're always trying to triangulate. And in my third book, Your Will Be Done, I'm clearly triangulating our will from what you hear from people like me on shows like this and God's will so that they can both be done and we're through God's guiding conscience. Because I need you to understand without God, your subconscious has no conscience. Without God, your subconscious has no conscience. And so we need to invite him into our lives. We need him to understand. We need to understand that we need some guiding power. And it's funny, somehow when we think about these things, Ephesians 2.10 talks about that we are God's masterpiece. And so I want to roll all this up into the, they lived happily ever after. I mean, I'm actually getting inertia from the momentum and what we're talking about. Because I want you to understand that when we hear those words, and they lived happily ever after. We think about fairy tales. We think about childhood. We think about goodness. We think about the happy endings that have been wrote in so many fairy tales and stories of days gone by from as early as the 1800s, right? But when I started to think about fairy tales, when I started to think about happily ever after, I started to think about you. I'm concerned that we're so wrapped up in the fairy tale ending i'm so concerned that we think about and they laughed and they lived happily ever after i'm so concerned that we're so caught up in this world of uh, of happily ever after that we don't ever really understand how we get to happily ever after. you see we 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 think that we just go to happily ever after we we feel like this like in this day and age in america and maybe even other parts of the world i'm talking to a lot of you right now god bless you all but in most happily ever after matter of fact all happily ever, i looked up the five most popular happily ever ending stories of all time fairy tales and I thought about, well, what is the message of all these fairy tales? What is the message of all these happily ever? Is that we forget that at the end of the movie, it's over. We forget that at, at the end of happily ever after, it's it's like the queen, get, the, the, the prince gets kissed or the frog gets kissed or something or the pumpkin gets rolled and the shoe 
fits and and what happens in the mermaid gets legs and Rapunzel's hair gets chopped off. And but at the end of the day, there's this happy ending. And I want it to be so much for you. But there's only one way to really acquire a happy ending. But I want to talk to you about what the bottom line is of what these fairy tales are doing for us. And I don't want you to skip the part that's most important. Obviously, you're saying, Todd, get to it, get to it, get to it. When I, and I, I would, my wife is, if she's listening, she says, Todd, you draw these things out too long. <laughs> well, I don't. Because if you want to get to happily ever after, there's always tragedy in the middle. Like, like you're, you're not in the want for happiness if there's not tragedy in the middle. Think about Cinderella. Cinderella had a bad beginning. Cinderella had an evil witch or something like that, a stepmother, right? She had an evil stepmother and the stepdaughters and she was miserable. She, she was picked on, she was abused, she was beat on, she was mentally aligned. She like today in this world, the woke world will just have a way with the way this, you know, she was abused. So clearly it was a very difficult story to read when I was a little child or however I ever heard it. Matter of fact, I was reprising it right now before this show at five in the morning. And I'm like, my Gosh, this Cinderella had a rough life. <laughs> evil sisters and evil mothers. I mean, for goodness sake, if your mother didn't like you, let alone sisters. I mean, I get sisters fighting a little bit, but you don't want a mom not like you. My heart went out to Cinderella when I read about her this morning. And I was, I was so happy when the pumpkin and the coach, and I, I was so happy when the shoe fell. And I'm like, I remember the ending. If the shoe, you know, fits her, then she would get the prince and then she would live happily ever after. I know it's just a fairy tale. And I know I'm just a guy on a, a podcast, but I, but I want you to understand that Cinderella has deep meaning in, in that at the end, when the prince takes her and the shoe fits and they live happily ever after, we automatically forget the middle of the story. Little Mermaid, I, I know that one a little bit. I have little daughters and I know a little bit about the Little Mermaid, Ariel. She's she's a classic. Cinderella's number one of all time. The queen, the king of the, the, the greatest story of all time. But Ariel's pretty close. Ariel was trapped by an evil king, the Triton in the ocean, and she just wanted to be on land. She just wanted legs, right? And she was abused underwater, and she did this, and she would do anything to escape the evil doings of being a mermaid trapped under the sea only for want to be on the ground with legs and to find her prince, her answer, her, 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 her freedom. Ariel was so desperate that she gave up her voice in a deal to get legs to find her happily ever after. You see, you see we see the happily ever after with Ariel, but we forget for a moment that the, the only have a happily ever after is that we have to have a middle. And I think about Sleeping Beauty, oh my gosh, the horror 
of my childhood coming up and, and thinking of these stories, Sleeping Beauty, oh my goodness. She had an evil witch mother that was picking on all these moms and all these stories, but an evil king, an evil mother, and 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 she was just so uh, beautiful, and and she was sleeping, and they put her away, and if only a prince could come by and kiss a frog, and all these things could happen, but she was again downtrodden and abused, until finally, her prince came and saved her. Snow White. Clearly one of the classics of all time. Snow White was a beautiful daughter, but her stepmother was a fearful mirror, mirror, who's the fairest of all. Her evil stepmother was looking at her and said, listen, I can't have this stepdaughter being more beautiful than me and more powerful than me. And it's about power, right? It's about power. Snow White had it bad. So bad that she was cast out into the woods. Wandering around in the woods until finally seven little dwarves found her and picked her up and figured out how to get her patched up and cleaned up. But and then she lived happily ever after with her prince, her man, her her dream, her her destiny. It doesn't always have to be a man. It's just an idea of salvation, this idea of being solved, this idea of having something happily and living heavily ever after. It could be with it could be with another person. It could be in a business idea. It could be obviously what we're going to get to is with God here. But at the end of the day, I just want you to know that she lived happily ever now. We got Cinderella happy. We got Ariel happy. We got Sleeping Beauty happy. Snow White we have happy. But the story I want to share with you before I close today is the most devastating story of all time to me that, it, that riveted me to the point that I want to understand about happily ever after and fairy tales and this obviously this piece that we all have a fairy tale life. You have a fairy tale life. It's the life that you make for yourself. And most all of these stories, especially Rapunzel, there's a beginning where we start and then there's a dark middle. And some of us are in the middle a long time because there's a short beginning and then there's a short end. And then the middle is our trials and tribulations and our stories and our war stories and the place where, where signs, wonders and miracles can come true. You see, Rapunzel was put up in a tower high, high up in the air because she was a baby that was given to a mad sorceress because her mother and father were mining for salads and fruits and vegetables in a place they shouldn't have been doing it. And the salad piece that they wanted so much was a vegetable called Rapunzel. I believe vegetable. I think it was a vegetable. I don't know. It was in a salad, so it's got to be a vegetable. <laughs> But the punishment the parents had for stealing the crop was to give their firstborn, which was Rapunzel. Rapunzel was given into a, a, a familyhood of an evil sorceress for the sins of her parents. The evil sorceress took her up in the top of a tower, and as she grew older and grew older, she never cut her hair. And the sorceress would go visit her. And finally, when she got older, she would climb up the tower because she would say, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, this is the sorceress. Let down your golden hair. And Rapunzel would let her hair down. And the sorceress would climb up the tower to do her evil things and keep her captive. 
till one day a prince or some man of some sort realized that the, she heard a beautiful woman singing up in the tower and it was Rapunzel. The sorceress named her Rapunzel after the vegetable that her parents were put to the woods and put a cast away and given Rapunzel to the sorceress for. Her knight in shining armor said, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair. And she let down her hair and the man went up there and over time they became friends and Sure enough, uh, she was old enough and she got pregnant from one of his visits, right? These are, these are fairy tales, right? The sorceress found out that Rapunzel was pregnant and she said, sorceress, sorceress, you, you know, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, you can't do that. You're mine. I can't have this. You're my captive. And so she was so angry that she cast Rapunzel to the woods just like she did her parents. But before she did it, she cut her hair off. And when the man came up, the prince came up to the tower and said, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let your hair down. The sorceress let her hair down. The fake hair and the sorceress climbed up the tower and only to behold that when he got up there, his Rapunzel, his beautiful, his beautiful wife-to-be Rapunzel was cast out and the sorceress was there. The sorceress said, you shouldn't have done that. I'm casting you out. And she threw him out of the tower. Hundreds of feet. <laughs> the, the thorns and the bushes broke his fall, but the thorns blinded his eyes. So he couldn't see. And he was cast into the wilderness all by himself. Wandering for berries and help and such. This evil sorceress was something to behold. But Rapunzel never gave up hope. The prince never gave up hope. And as he wandered through the woods blind for dear years and days and whatever, he finally bounced into Rapunzel who had two babies. They had twins, right? <laughs> who writes this stuff? I don't know, but I think it's beautiful. I think it's understanding. And, and, and he finally reaches her. And as they're kissing and holding hands and they're like, Rapunzel, I found you. And they're happy and the babies are there. She cries. And the tears drop in his eyes. And he can see again. And they lived happily ever after. So, you know, I'm a little dramatic. You know, I'm a, I'm a love story guy. And I'm just hooked on Cinderella, Ariel, Sleeping Beauty, Snow White. And then when I get to Rapunzel, I'm just like shocked. Do you know a Rapunzel? Do you know a knight in shining armor? Do you know a fairy tale? Do you have a fairy tale? I mean, I mean, listen, my life is a fairy tale. I, I, I like live in these, these movie scenes. I live in this idea of storylines because I have hope in stories. I have hope in the, in the stories and parables. I have hope in all that's before me. I hope that in Wired It Differently, you can see that these WD moments are created just for you. I'm, I'm here giving myself in a, in a passionate moment, embroiled in the idea that I will live happily ever after. Regardless of the middle.
You see, you have a middle. You're either a prince or a princess. There's, there's, there's no two ways of shaping it. And there's always an evil sorceress. There's always an evil king. Disney got it right. It's life. Ah, Disney didn't make all the movies. But they got it right. And, and I want you to think about this because I want to wrap this up for you. I, I want you to understand that Rapunzel was desperate. Rapunzel was trapped. Rapunzel was in pain. Rapunzel probably had some mental uh, abuse. Rapunzel in this metaphorical story is me. It's you. Who's going to come to my tower? Who's going to come to me out in the woods? Who can I cry tears of joy and save them? You see, Rapunzel didn't know that her tears would free her man. Rapunzel didn't even know that he would come searching in the woods for her. The sorceress didn't know that by throwing him out of the window that she would actually create the happy ending that she so desperately didn't want. You know, uh, I don't, I didn't think about that till now. You know, it's, it's just amazing how a person like me can have self-doubt, how a person like me can be so confident, be so called, so onerous, but yet so delicate. <laughs> and then we get these moments in front of maybe the whole world or whatnot to share a story and share the light of Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. And, and I think about Rapunzel. I think about the trust Rapunzel did or didn't have. I think about all the things that come and in play into this fairy tale of we lived happily ever after because the story ends that they live happily ever after. But the middle is so murky and dark. The middle is messy. The, the, the middle is propagated by, by, by darkness in difficulties, there is no life I know of anybody I've ever shared anything with that they didn't have a murky middle. And, but, but we need the murky middle to get to the happy ending. And we need the happy ending to know that Rapunzel didn't know that God was working on the evil sorceress 
to cut her hair off, to trick the man so she could throw him out the window to hopefully kill him. But it didn't kill him because she really blinded him. But when she blinded him, she really gave him life. She really gave him eyesight. She really gave him light. You see, Rapunzel had no idea either. She had, she was wandering around just feeding babies in the woods that like nobody could understand where these babies came from and how we were doing this. But at somehow, someday, the happy ending occurred and they lived happily ever after. That's when they found God. That's when they found light. That's when the tears brought the eyesight back. That's when God does his miracle signs and wonders. That's the beauty of everything that we're talking about. You see, for we are God's masterpiece. <laughs> Ephesians 2.10 talks about it. He says, you are fully loaded. You are loaded for bear. You are loaded for life. You are loaded for anything you want in this world. You are loaded if you just lean on him. You're Rapunzel, you're Cinderella, you're Snow White, you're Ariel, you're, you're Sleeping Beauty, you're all wrapped in one. I'm not talking about gender, I'm talking about you. You're either the prince or you are the princess. And, and, and there is an evil sorceress out there and there is an evil king out there and we are called to conquer those evil things because we know we are God's masterpiece and we are fully loaded. I, I just don't want you to look at fairy tales the same ever again. I want you to understand there's a beginning and there's an end. There's a start and there's a happily ever after. And in the middle is our life. And it's murky. Sometimes dark and deep and nasty. But those are the things we pull out of. Those are the things we look for God for to help us and to deliver us from these murkiness and these sad parts because he gave us those pieces to experience so we can experience him. And my call to you is just that the, I know the start is short and I know the happy, happily ever after can be short and the middle can be, will always be the longest part. But I want you to understand that the fairy tale ending, the happily ever after does not have to be the shortest part. Get on board with Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. Let's get it on like Donkey Kong. Let's start our fairy tale now. Let's put him in our life. Let's put him in charge of our murky middle. <laughs> what a great day. I'm so glad I have you. I'm so glad I did this morning. I'm so glad it turned out so well. I'm so glad that you're in my life. God bless you guys. Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's masterpiece. It's ToddSailor.com. Let's have a great day. Have a great week. God bless you guys. This has been the Wired Differently Experience. W
E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-E-